the way your dad looked at it, pop culture leftovers was your birthright. He'd be damned if any other podcasters were going to get their greasy hands on his boy's birthright. So he hid it in the one place he knew he could hide something, his ass. Five long years he wore this podcast up his ass. Then when he died of dysentery, he gave me the podcast. I hid this uncomfortable piece of audio up my ass for two years. Then, after seven years, I was sent home to my family. And now, little man... I give the podcast to you. Episode 7. Welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian Frederick. Uh, Jason Piper. I'm Jake Elliott. And we're the, we're leftovers. the leftovers. All right. Welcome back to Pop Culture Leftovers. Uh, this week we are down a leftover. Dan is not joining us. He is uh, out of town, and so he is off the podcast this week. Yes. <laughs> So and forever, maybe. Maybe. We're, we're, it's, it's up for discussion. Let's find out if Dan really listens to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Comic book geeks. <laughs> oh, he's still with us in spirit, though. Still here. Oh, I miss Fucking him. Comic book geeks. <laughs> <laughs> What's right. he doing again? Oh, gosh. Uh, he, was, he was meeting up with family down in St. Louis. Oh, okay. So uh, he'll be, uh, I'm sure he'll tell us all about his uh, fun and exciting weekend. Uh, next yes. week on the show. He's a yeah. Um, I do know that Dan will be pretty happy, though. Eh, it's kind of bittersweet, I guess. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, not his St. Louis Blues, beat the uh, Will Wheaton L.A. Kings. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's kind of bittersweet, but at least uh, the Kings didn't win at all. I'm, so, I'm sure Dan's happy with that. Would, uh, would Dan even have gone to this movie anyway? <laughs> no doubt not he, with his track record no he was opposed to the old will smith film so uh maybe he doesn't maybe he doesn't like ethan hawk either i don't know yeah, it's another dan duck out i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we we got some good and some bad news uh our friend uh and uh listener chad michaels is moving to maryland 
Right. So, right. I mean, it's it's good for him. It's a great opportunity. He, he should be on the show tonight. I'm going to let him talk more about that when he comes here. But uh, we're definitely going to miss him. I, I'm going to miss having him here in the studio uh, recording with me. Uh, he's a good friend and, and a great listener. So we're, we're all going to miss him. So we might have like a show tributed to him. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably be like a five minute show. But n- n- nonetheless, we'll have a show tributed to him. Let's see here. Hey, Jay, how was your week? Uh, uh, pretty good. I, uh, busy as usual, but I, uh, did get to rewatch a couple movies that I really like. Cool. Um, one, one of which was Falling Down with, uh, Michael Douglas. Oh, what a good movie. Oh, that is a great movie. I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, talk about like something that was a little bit ahead of its time. Oh, absolutely. You know, people do kind of go off the handle these days a lot. And, was uh, that, was that Bill Pullman? Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait a minute. No, or was it? No, it's Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas was Michael Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Which he was great, but you know, it it does kind of, uh, it is kind of dated. Like a lot of it towards the end kind of goes to shit and it's kind of laughable, but it was still always one of my favorites growing up. Yeah. uh, Especially in today's time. He just snapped, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be me one day, dude. Oh, yeah. I, remember, <laughs> I remember seeing that movie at a really young age yeah. and thinking, it, oh, my gosh, what am I watching? Right. Yeah. It was so like watching it today. It's like that stuff happens. And then watching it back then, it wasn't so much and uh, or you didn't hear about it as much. But God, I mean, just him like the beginning when he's stuck in traffic, yeah. and he's, like, sweating and there's a fly in the car. It's just so tense. And then so. when he gets armed. Wow. Yeah, and then when he gets armed, gets uh-huh. like a duffel bag full of guns and just goes nuts. And his it's only, crazy. Yeah, pretty much I'd say at the end there, his only link to humanity is his daughter. Yeah, and you're rooting for him most of the movie until yeah. you, you realize how fucking psychotic he is and, and dangerous. Hey, rate the movie, man. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's, that's a Tupperware. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then I watched, uh, to wash that down, yeah. I watched uh, Beavis and Butthead do America again. Oh, which, so a little bit of a palate cleanser after Right, and after it was that. still funny. It was still funny. Uh, I thought, I was like, eh, I don't know if we should watch this. It was getting late. And I was right. like, I, I remember it being funny. Yeah. I rewatched Airplane recently, and it wasn't right. as funny, so I didn't want to ruin it. But. I got a question for you, Jay. What's better, Beavis and Butthead movie or South Park movie? Oh, jeez. I think Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead movie, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so funny. I, I don't know. South Park kind of wears thin on me sometimes. What I liked about the South Park movie is the fact that Matt Stone and Trey Parker did incorporate a musical, and it worked. Right. Yeah, the music was very funny. It worked. Yeah, uh, I used to listen uh, to the um, CD all the time with Nick Mosser on the way to work. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I've listened to that CD with Nick Mosser a few yeah, times. I, I think everyone has. Most, <laughs> maybe, maybe. So, yeah, maybe. that was my weekend. How about, how about you, Jake? Oh, it's been a good week. Um, we uh, threw a surprise birthday party for someone on yesterday, and it went off without a hitch. They were very surprised. And uh, other than that, not much. Just doing my work and just all the normal kind of stuff, you know? Moving some milk. Moving the milk, selling the eggs, <laughs> selling the cream cheese. That's the life. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, that's... Uh, more exciting than my weekend, I would say. But I was at work this week, and I was thinking of like you know, like you ever watch like Total Recall and uh, with uh, the original with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. And you know how, how he goes to the company Total Recall, and he wants to kind of live out a certain uh, dream of his and, and go to Mars. Right. And, yeah. And, and 
you think about like virtual reality and like what you would do. And I, I think most people, if given like that, if they would be able to like, you know, create a memory or do like a virtual reality or things like that, they'd, they'd make themselves like a rock star or a millionaire mm-hmm. and, and, and do stuff like that. Um, me personally, what I would do is I would just be myself, but I would be able to get away with everything and anything at my job. Nice. Like yeah. if somebody comes in and they're giving me shit, I'll give shit right back to them. Right. You no know? problems. No yeah, exactly. No repercussions. You know? Yeah, that'd some, be great. Yeah, some guy gives me attitude. I just kind of like bang his head up against the <laughs> table or something. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, because I get a lot of guff and bullshit from people. I, have, I work at the public, and yeah, sometimes they suck. So. Right. They hire you. Yeah, yeah, they do. That would be nice. Uh, anyway, uh, some good news came out of the podcast. Uh, there's a buddy that I hadn't talked to in probably 10 years, close to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was uh, looking for some new podcasts. He come across my podcast. And uh, then he uh, started listening to my podcast and um, contacted Jay, as a matter of right. fact. And uh, we, Jay told me that he'd been listening to the podcast and it was good to hear my voice and all this stuff. And so Jay got his number and I called him and me and this guy, we'd had a falling out and the podcast kind of brought us together. So it's kind of cool that, uh, that happened. So now we're talking after close to a 10 year break, uh, which was, which kind of cool, you know, caught up with him and I'm like, Hey, you know, you know, so what have you been up to? And, and he knew I'd been up to the podcast and I created this creation here. And, and I was like, what have you been up to? And he's like, Oh, you know, I have a son. So he created a son. So, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Point Dave. He's got a three month year old son. So yeah, he beats me. He's got a, he's got a son. I've got a podcast. So, wow. but, uh, so yeah, let's just jump into the show. Let's do some good pop, bad pop. All right. It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop. Uh, I did want to bring up some news. Um, I don't know if anybody watches True Blood, but True Blood Season 6 premieres June 16th at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern and 8 Central Time. So definitely check that out. I'll probably be talking about the season premiere on uh, not next week's episode, but the week after. Are you all caught up on that show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm way behind. Uh-huh. So. <clears throat> I watched the first four seasons on uh, HBO Go on my phone uh, while I was at the gym. And then I watched the last season as it was airing. And then I'm all about this season. Last season was kind of weird. I mean, they had too many different story arcs going on at the same time. Probably mm-hmm. like four or five. Because like a lot of these characters, a lot of people love these characters, and so they wanted to get some more of them incorporated, but it just made for a clusterfuck of a show. Yeah. And so you had like four or five different story arcs going on. They, they, they cut out about two or three of them. So now it's a little bit more streamlined, and the show got a lot better after they did that. Yeah, it was always that was always kind of my problem <laughs> with the show. But I mean, it's it's a great show. I yeah. I, I want to know what's happening now. Right. So. I've never seen a single episode of True Blood. Do you think I would like that? I don't oh, know yeah. if you would, Jake. I don't know if you would. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There. It's an interesting concept. Uh, basically, uh, they, they call it uh, coming out of the coffin. These these vampires have come out of the coffin uh, after this uh, synthetic blood has been uh, created called True Blood. And mm-hmm. so now instead of uh, you know feasting on humans, they can just drink the true blood. And, and it's almost like they go to uh, bars and they can order a true blood and drink it like out of a bottle. It looks like a gotcha. can- like, Instead of coming out of the closet, they're coming, coming out, of the, out of the coffin. Exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. It, it is a pretty sophisticated show. I yeah. think somebody like – I think you would like it. 
Right. Six seasons now, you say? It's, wow. It's, they're going into the sixth season. So, Is it a typical HBO show, 10 episodes? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it is about 10, uh, 10, maybe maybe a couple more. I'm not sure, but it is about 10 episodes. It's not a long season, so we have to wait until the summer. You know, I I love the cast, everybody except for Anna Paquin. She kind of yeah. gets on my nerves. Oh, gotcha. She's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she is in real life, but she's really dumb on that show. What's the guy? The guy that plays Sam Merlot. I love him. He's awesome. He's fantastic. Yeah. He That's is great. fantastic. Yeah. He was at uh, Chicago Wizard World last year, and I really wanted to see him. But uh, I have awesome. the HBO Go app, so I might check out the first episode. Yeah, definitely. Now definitely they're, they're check married, it out. right? Those two, uh, Anna Paquin, and uh, you just said his name. Gosh, darn Sam. It. Sam. Yeah, the Sam. yeah, yeah. His name is Sam Tremalt or something like that. Is his real name? I can't remember. Okay, but yeah, he, they're he, married, right? I don't know. I, I I haven't heard that. I'd have to look that up. Hmm. I think they are. Interesting. Looks like Will Smith does not want to be bu- uh, involved in the uh, Men in Black 4 film, if there is one uh, in production. <laughs> so I, ha- I still haven't seen 3. I think I brought that up like on the podcast maybe a couple yeah, weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, I still haven't seen 3. But he was quoted as saying, I think 3 is enough. Look at it. I'll look at it and we'll consider it. But it feels like that it might be the time to let someone else do that. Um, huh. I'm speculating that he'll probably hand it over to his son, Jaden Smith, just like <laughs> everything else he's handed down to him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I have not seen Men in Black 3 either. I'm not really rushing out for that. Yeah, I, the only thing that kind of draws me to seeing it is uh, to check out jo- uh, Josh Brolin's performance as uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, the, I, I've heard it was actually the best of the series. Uh, I've heard good stuff about it wow. too, and I heard Brolin was good. And I liked one and two. I hated two. Yeah, I hated two. Also. Hated two. I thought Vincent D'Onofrio made the first one, and without him, it was just kind of meh. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Two was weaker, but I still liked both of them. I like I like you know Johnny Knoxville running around doing a shit on Jackass, but as far as acting and just leave him out. Yeah, oh, why was yeah. that even oh, in there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean he was hot at the time. They tried to capitalize on that with certain people and shit, and it just didn't work. That movie was a uh, clusterfuck of bullshit. I hated it. I didn't like it. I agree. Hundred percent agree with you. <laughs> Jay, uh, I'm sure you have some Marvel news. I, I, I know you've been following this a little bit closer than I have. Um, Benicio del Toro, what's going on? Oh yeah, so he. Everyone thought that he was going to be uh, uh, Thanos. We were hoping. Uh, yeah, we were hoping. You know, and I, I agree. I think he would make a great Thanos or Thanos, however you want to say it. Potato, potato. Um, but he is actually going to be the Collector, and that's which, confirmed. That's confirmed, um, which is another uh, intergalactic. um, He's not necessarily a good or a bad guy. He kind of spawned from this idea that he had to collect the elite or the the best of every species that he could find in case there was this big cataclysm where the universe, you know, kind of tore apart. And so that's who this guy's playing. And this is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy. This Marvel is the film. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah, I forgot to mention. No, it's fine. Um, it's it's the James Gunn film. It's going to be coming out in August of 2014. It is part of Phase Two. Le- right. It's going to be the last movie leading into the Avengers Two. I can't wait for that movie. Yeah. And I, I'm okay with that. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, the collector. Is he know. the main villain of the movie? Is that uh, there are two villains. There's a female yeah. villain, and there's this in the collector. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, wait Lee a minute. Pace. They also said uh, Dude from Walking Dead is a villain. He's not part of the team. Yondu? Yeah. Or Michael Rooker as Yondu. Michael Rooker. And, and we, you know, we read the comics. He was part of the team, but they're saying he's going to be a villain. Misdirection, man. 
Yeah, maybe it's all misdirection. Maybe maybe uh, he starts out that way, and then there's a you know a bond that forms. That's possible, right? But they could just get rid of him too, because he, he's not part of current. Uh, you know, they Marvel. killed off Merle. Why not fucking kill him off in the right in the galaxy too? <laughs> but yeah, I think it'll be cool. Uh, Benicio del Toro, shit, man. He's, yeah, dude, he's that's great awesome. In everything that's great. His last name isn't it Benicio the Bull? Is yeah, that's what it means. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What yeah. a fucking awesome last name. I wish my last name was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's Frederick. The fuck. What is that? Brian much? the Bull. That's awesome. <laughs> Mine's fucking Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. E. T. <laughs> I don't know. Uh I and then Joss Whedon, also in Marvel News, he has promised that uh Robert Downey Jr. is going to be coming back for Avengers 2, even though it, there's no formal contract that's been signed. Right. So it's almost like he's doing like the Babe Ruth, and he's pointing out towards a home run, and he, we've just got to wait for it now to see if it happens. So I think if anybody's going to have the inside track on what Robert Downey Jr. is thinking, it's him. I'm just hoping that they can get him signed for parts uh, 2 and 3. Right. Yeah, Agreed. I don't want him to just do the next one. He needs to do all of them. He does. He does. Uh, maybe stick, stay away from the Iron Man movies. I don't need to see Iron Man 4, honestly, at this point. Just have him in the Avengers films. Or right. you know, throw right. him in the Guardians of the Galaxy, too, for a moment. I've got an idea. They can do that crappy storyline for the comic books where they revert him to a 16-year-old kid, and they can get rid of Robert Downey Jr. that way, you know? Yeah, they right. could go that way. But who would you have? Who who has the chops to you know fill Robert Downey Jr.'s? Could be young Robert Downey Jr. Jeez, what? Who could be young Robert Downey Jr.? I don't know. I know that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, and it also looks like we've got a uh, Quicksilver possibly in uh, the Avengers Two film. Isn't that right, Jay? Right, uh, Aaron Johnson from uh, Kick Ass. Yeah. He plays the, uh, the lead. main character, yeah. Kick Ass. Who is Kick Ass? Yes, uh, he's he is uh, in the running, um, and they they definitely uh, want him for Avengers two to play Quicksilver. And at the same time, uh, you have Fox, who are trying to cast Evan Peters, uh, also from Kick Ass right. as Quicksilver. Nice pun there in the running, Jay. Right there, you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's kind of controversial, and it's just kind of annoying. And they said, too, that the Quicksilver in Brian Singer's X-Men, Days of Future Past, will be a cameo. So, you know, they're just going to use him for like a second. Yeah. And they'll show him going really fast. Yeah, it's like, fuck off, Uh man. (laughs) I hope. Did you guys see the Beast versus Magneto photos online that leaked? I did. I did see the Beast. I didn't see the Magneto photos. Well, yeah, they were fighting in a fountain, and it looks fucking stupid. I just don't care. (laughs) I just don't care. I've lost total interest in this X-Men Days of Future Past. Now, I'm a geek, so I'm going to definitely be watching it, but at the same time, I don't expect much out of it. When they they signed on uh, Brian Singer as the director and uh, Matthew Vaughn dropped the project... Yep. Which he's going to be doing, uh, he's going to be producing the Fantastic Four movie, and Josh Trank, the Chronicle director, is going to be directing the new Fantastic Four movie. So cool. I, I just, I really wish they could have brought Matthew Vaughn back. I, th- mm-hmm. I think he was a great director for uh, Michael Fassbender. I, I just can't believe that Michael Fassbender's name is going to be attached to this movie, and it's going to be a pile of shit, in my opinion. Yeah, oh, it is going to be a pile that's of unfortunate shit. for him because I do really like him. He was a great, great man- Magneto, Magneto in the 
first class um made me fall head over heels for him as an actor too. right yeah and it seemed like he had more of a uh, that vaughn had more of a story to tell you know and now they're just kind of changing it to what you know fox studios wants it to be and it's it's just it's got bad vibes all over it just like wolverine does to me right now i have a question for you when does fox lose the license to x-men uh jake i i don't think that they I don't think there is a set time. I think as long as the these movies are profitable, as long as they get a movie out every every few years, they keep the rights to it. I don't know if after t- over time that they have to keep putting more movies out in less time, but um I have heard that, you know, Sony, Fox, these companies are going to continue to make these movies as long as they are profitable, which we've seen with uh Ghost Rider. Uh as soon as that uh, stopped making money, um, you know, we're going to see Fox lose that. Right. I think, didn't they lose Ghost Rider? I thought they did, yeah. But I, I know that Punisher has been reverted back to Marvel. It's Blade. official. Daredevil. Blade, right. it's official. And then Daredevil's official, right. yes. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was going to say that Fox, to me, Fox is always going to put out shit. Yeah. And But what they're good at is marketing. And they always seem to get people in the seats sure. on opening weekends. Right. But, but you're not going to have that suck. second viewing. Yeah. Like Avengers did because it was an amazing movie. So like right. you had people telling people, telling people, telling people to go see it. When Fox comes out with these movies, it's like you're not going to get that same word of mouth and that generating that same buzz. Right. You know what? I, I really liked First Class, though. I, oh, I did, it too. It came out the same year as uh, Thor and Captain America, and yeah. I, I think I liked it better than both of those. Oh, it was fantastic, but the problem, the problem we're having now is different director. Yeah, oh, I agree. I, I we're back to Brian Singer, Singer, which yeah. he cannot do action if his life depended on it. Okay. I think if you took Brian Singer and you combined him with Michael Bay, you'd have a pretty damn good director. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Because wow. Michael Bay does really awesome action sequences. It's the... I don't know. It's just like the actors when they're acting in a Michael Bay movie are just a little over the top and cheesy and just weird. <laughs> it's like it's like hyper hyper Michael Bay time. Oh, speaking yeah. of which, just as a side note, I think Megan Fox is going to be in Transformers Four. There's a what the rumor, fuck? Yeah, there's a rumor floating around that they made up and that she is going to be in um, Transformers Four because he did a tweet and he put hashtag Megan Fox. After wow. It. I had not heard that. Yeah, it was like of a of a car or something that I guess was supposed to be hers. And so baby. she's so. going to be the link between Transformers one and two to this fourth movie, possibly. Not wow, Poss- it's not confirmed. That's interesting, man. I'm glad I'm glad you bring that up. If uh, if we hear more about that, we're definitely going to talk about that. That's huge news, man. Oh yeah, I mean I'm going to see that movie even though the last all of them sucked. <laughs> right, right. I'm still going to see it. Yeah. Oh, me too. Me too. Not because of her, though. I'm hoping, dude. I'm still hoping for Dinobots and Unicron. Oh God, yeah. That's all I'm hoping That's for. That's all man. anybody wants. Just and I, I, I remember like the theories of how you could bring the Dinobots into the uh, Transformers universe. Like, do you remember in the first movie where the robots were landing and like the first thing that they saw, they turned into? Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, they came from the past. Yeah, yeah. The um the the theory for the Dinobots was that these robots would land in Universal Studios, and the first thing they would saw, saw was the Jurassic Park ride. <laughs> that would that would actually work, you know. Yeah, so I would love to see Grimlock too. Yeah, yeah Grimlock's the best, dumbass, but he's he's the best. Me, <laughs> I love it. Me, King. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, um, but back to Avengers. Uh, we were talking about yeah. Avengers earlier, and Josh Whedon. Um, he says he's excited about kind of 
butting heads with Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and the Avengers. He's, yeah. he's saying they, they might be an adversarial role rather than part of the team because, oh, you yeah. know, in, in the comics they've been both. So they, they may be part of the uh, adversary of, of the Avengers. And he also went on to say, too, that um, as far as the plot goes, that this is about a team that's having trouble remaining a team. Uh, there's something that's internally kind of tearing them apart. Right. And they're, they're having trouble justifying being the Avengers. So that's interesting. I like that idea, kind of Avengers disassembled kind of idea. Um, if you guys read that, that was a great series oh, yeah, on Marvel. So if, if he does go that road, that, that'll be pretty interesting. Um, and I, I like them as adversaries rather than just, you know, being part of the team all of a sudden. I think you almost have to to kind of introduce those yeah, two. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, uh, what I've also heard, you know how we were talking about, I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago, how in one series they, they can't be referred to uh, as mutants right. and, Magneto, you know, and Magneto's children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard that in in Avengers two, they might not they might not even be called Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. That they might they, be, they were going to use their real names, right? Yeah, Wanda and Pietro. Uh, yeah, oh, so that's cool. I yeah, don't that know. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I would still like to. See, I, I want to see them called Quicksilver and, and Scarlet Witch. Honestly, that would be. It great. just makes sense for us fanboys. So. It's getting pretty irritating. Do they ever yeah. call Hawkeye Hawkeye in in the Avengers? No, movie? they just they don't. made a reference. They call to him Hawkeye. Clint Barton, and then at the beginning they said, "You got your hawk up there." Right, right, right. Which I like. I did like that, that dude. Cool. I would love to see a Clint Barton movie, just oh, yeah. a straight up Hawkeye movie, dude. But Marvel will never do it because of their two movie thing, you know? Right. Because like the the Hawkeye book that uh, is being put out right now by Matt Fraction and David Aja. It's freaking amazing. And if they it's did something crazy. that's street level and that funny and you've got, you know, uh, Hawkeye being himself and not being like, you know, taken over by Loki. Yeah, that's a great book. Um, Javier Pluto does the fill-in episodes for yeah. David Ostron. Yeah. He's, he's and just as good. They oh. had Francesco Francavia do uh, an issue as well. Oh, yeah. Didn't he do the annual or something like I, that? I don't think it was the annual. I just think it was a regular issue, but it was gotcha. still amazing. And, and it didn't take away from anything that Aja was doing, which was so cool. Yeah, if if you're into art, like, you don't even have to be into comics. Like, this, the Hawkeye is a work of art. It's yeah, a it crazy, is. crazy different comic book. Uh, Agreed. Issue Agreed. 11 that comes out is going to deal solely with Pizza Dog. The whole issue is going to be from Pizza Dog's point of view. Wow. So <laughs> definitely check that out. If you love animals, if you love Hawkeye, check out Hawkeye number 11, Pizza check Dog. Check them all out. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, check them all out. Get caught up on it. We're only 11 issues in for crying out right. loud. Right. Did you have any more uh, Marvel news? Because like, I don't. Um, if you well, have yeah, any more, actually I did. go for it. Samuel L. Jackson Ooh, uh, yes. has, has said officially in an interview that he would like to be part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in some capacity. Wow. Now, he, he was even talking. He was like, I'll even just do like a Charlie's Angel kind of thing where I just talk. His voice. You just, you just hear my voice. Yeah. Like, that's how much he wants to do it. But again, he's like, well, there might be some problems between Disney and Marvel about, you know, doing getting, getting that uh, to happen. But he said he definitely wants to be a part of it. That's awesome. Yeah. That would be great. Maybe just for like the season finale and the pilot or something. Right. Definitely the pilot to get people watching, you know? Yeah. I think that would be a good draw. But yeah, if you could have them kind of peppered throughout the season, that would be that would be really cool. I'd definitely pique my interest uh, more yeah, than sure. what it is. Any more news? I don't know. Uh, there was one more. Okay, actually. go for it. Um, J. August Richards, also part of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, he's, he's the African-American 
guy on the team that everybody thought was going to be Luke Cage. Right, right. Um, there's a lot of speculation now that he might be Rage, which was very kind of similar to Luke Cage. I don't know if you guys remember Rage. I remember I know, Rage. I know. He Luke- was... He I know, was on a team. He was on New Warriors. Right, right. He was on New Warriors. Yes. I'm not familiar with it. I know Luke Cage. He's got you know unbreakable skin, mm-hmm. and he's tough as shit. But I'm not familiar with Rage. Well, it's kind of the, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. He, okay. he almost has the same kind of invulnerability and uh, super strength and all that stuff. Now that's the actor that was on Angel. Yeah, he was on Angel. Gotcha. Yep. That's what I thought. Which he said is never going to happen again. And there was also talk. You know, um, everybody wants Firefly to come back. But you yeah. gotta understand that Whedon is a little busy right now. Well, Nathan Fillion <laughs> he came out this past week and said he he doesn't think that a Firefly re, uh, uh, another Firefly will ever start again, or there'll be another Firefly movie or anything. Right, they're both busy. Yeah, he's yeah. doing Castle. Right? Yeah, 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 and Castle just got renewed. Right, Castle's not going anywhere. Yeah. No, and if he gets the role of uh, Han, young Han Solo, ooh, <laughs> I mean that, that that could be that could be multiple movies right there, guys. That's a horrible idea, in my opinion. He is young Han Solo, but does he need to be in a movie? I uh, I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that with Star Wars. Uh, but did you guys hear about the Star Wars news this week? Go for it. They did announce that they're going to start filming in England, which J.J. Abrams yeah. has always filmed in L.A. Yes. and he's a little bit upset about it. They've always uh, filmed Star Wars in England, though. Right, and he's saying I can't, I can't really take away from that. This is how they've always done it. Okay, um, and and of course, most fans want it to be as authentic as possible. Absolutely. So um, they're going to start filming, and I think 2014, 2015. Yeah, 2015. that's when the movie's going to come out. The movie comes out in 2000. So they're going to start filming in 2014. Okay, I'm and then they're going to have like most of their yeah. It's going to take them probably like six months to film, and then post production. They'll need like eight months for post, right? Okay, so next year, yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely in in London, just like they did with the originals. And most people, like I said, they want this just like it was before. And Abrams, of course, is a huge fan of Star Wars, uh, way right. over Star Trek, which we've talked about before. But he's the same way. He's he just wants this to be authentic, you know. And that's that's good news for me, at least. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited to see what Abrams is going to do. Absolutely. Brian, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go for it. Can we edit out a section so I can grab fresh drinks? Yeah, let me uh, let me pause real quick. All right. Um, I did want to talk a little bit. I've got some new Pacific Rim news. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I am like freaking this. I think this movie is a close second. And I mean, just like a hair away from being my second most anticipated movie of the summer. Right. I think right uh, now it is mine. Yeah, I wasn't until you started talking about it, actually. I've been following this movie ever since uh, it was first announced. And, and when I when I started hearing about it, and the more I started hearing about it, the more I wanted to see the trailer. And then when I saw the trailer, it lived up to every expectation that I ever wanted to see from it. Right. Um, the the Pacific, Rim, uh, Pacific Rim, if you're not familiar with it, it's the new uh, Guillermo del Toro-directed movie that's coming out uh, in July. In the movie, we're going to be introduced to huge robots called 
Jaegers, and they're fighting uh, a losing battle against a monstrous alien creature uh, known as the Kaiju. Uh, the film, it's going to start a decade or more into the war, so we're going to jump right into it, which is cool. Uh, right. So we, we're not going to see them come through, you know, come into the, they're basically like their origin story. We're not going to see that. We're just jumping right into the battle, which is awesome. Unless it makes uh, $500 million, then we'll see that next movie. Yeah, the prequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Um, now, the film starts, it starts, like I said, a decade or more into the war, and, and most of the Jaegers have been destroyed. So um, there is one last push, though, from humanity, and it's led by the movie star Charlie Hunnam, and we know him from Sons of Anarchy. Right. Who I, I also think uh, Charlie Hunnam, in my opinion, would be a perfect Aquaman if they ever introduced oh, him yeah. into uh, yeah. Justice League. Just saying. Just throwing that out there, Hollywood. Um, <laughs> there is a graphic novel um, from screenwriter Travis Beecham called Pacific Rim, Tales from uh, Year Zero, that goes into how, how the kaiju first came to Earth. I didn't know that. I just found that out. Now, who oh, publishes cool. that? I have no idea. I need to look more into that. I would love to read that. That would be so cool um, to read that and then, and then go into the movie and have more of a backstory. Is that going to come out before? I don't know. I, okay. I haven't looked into that. I just I'll found this news out up. today. Definitely look it up. Um, in an interview with IGN, Beecham talked about why it's so difficult for the Jaegers to defeat the kaiju monsters, uh, saying that they each have different abilities. Um, one of them that has a kind of electrical ability, they emit certain toxic fluids. They have surprise appendages that you don't necessarily know about. Each kaiju comes with its own set of grisly abilities and surprises. So these things oh. are pretty much bred or created to kill. Right. There's also been teaser images showing that the kaiju monsters have blue blood. These images show cleanup crews taking care of the blue blood and leading people to believe that even their blood is dangerous. Can you know that kind of reminds me of aliens? Like Alien, when they believe. The same yeah. Thing. Yeah. Wow. Beecham had this to say about uh, about it. The blood is phosphorescent, and it's also extraordinarily toxic. It has kind of a glowing black light effect when it's freshly bleeding. It's a condition that's called in the movie Kaiju Blue. And at the same time that it's very sort of pretty looking. It's almost ex- and it's also extremely dangerous. When we first when we were first thinking about it, something that these kinds of stories usually just gloss over is, you know, the monster comes in, you fight the monster, monster's dead. Problem solved. Well, really that's kind of the beginning of the problem because now you have however many tons equivalent of rotting flesh in the middle of a city. <laughs> I mean, wow. it's enormous public health hazard. So Kind of like uh, after they kill the monster, now you've got to worry about getting the toxic blood out of the city, and uh, you got to be careful about killing the monster. Absolutely, that old Marvel comic with the cleanup crew that used to come in was it damage control? damage control man? I oh, love yeah, that. Yeah, that's what that kind of reminds me I, of. I, I, I used to get damage control. I oh, loved that comic. I it was fantastic. That, yeah. <laughs> wow, well, yeah. that sounds incredible. I wish I still had my copy of damage control. I had a few issues. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they need to do a damage control omnibus. I they re- do. I remember you trying to sell me that, like, just to read it. Yeah. Like, just, dude, you've got to read this when we were, like, yeah. little kids. And I was like, man, that sounds awesome. It is awesome. And it is awesome. Yeah. And that's cool that they're incorporating that into this movie because, like, you know, you've got, like, the movies like Cloverfield and Godzilla and stuff like that, but they don't really talk about what happens afterwards. Right. Yeah, I, lo- I love to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, because it's, like, kind of like the Marvel movies. You've got Iron Man, you know, and uh, and then you got Thor, and they're, like, just, they're just using Earth as, a, as their battleground, but mm-hmm. we don't talk about the cleanup crew. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It reminds me a lot of um, like Astro City and stuff too. Yeah. Like seeing all yeah. the big stuff from just the normal people's point yeah. of view. Now, I want to uh, see more on Godzilla. Oh, absolutely. The new Godzilla movie. I've seen the concept art to Godzilla and he looks like your traditional Godzilla as oh, opposed to like, oh, okay. dude, that's been out for a while. That was now, what, like. What team's involved with the new Godzilla? Dude, I wish uh, I knew. I, I don't know. I know that the, what's the, um, he was the, uh, he's an amazing Asian actor. He was in, um, he's going to be in the film. I think Brian Cranston's going to be in it. Okay. I think. Don't quote me on that. And then I know the Asian actor that was in uh, The Last Samurai, and he was also in. Oh, um, oh, I know who that is, too. Yeah, what's Ken, his name? Ken something. Yeah, Ken Watanabe. One, yeah, yeah. Watanabe. Yeah, like he, and he was also in uh, the Christopher Nolan movie, Inception. Right, right. He's yeah. going to be involved in the film, which is awesome. Oh, tell me he, who directs Godzilla. Google. I will look it up. He for is you. also in the running for Guardians, by the way. Nice, nice. Well, but uh, it, yeah. I uh, really, so, sorry, I really love the concept art of the new Godzilla. It's not like the Matthew Broderick '98 film that had the. Uh, it looked like a Velociraptor from Jurassic Park, personally. Part iguana, part yeah. Velociraptor. Yeah, yeah. All stupid. Um, Back to uh, Pacific Rim, though. Be- uh, Beecham goes on to say that there are elements of the kaiju origin that could go unexplained, even into the ending of the film, about the reasons for coming to Earth. Uh, we might have to wait for the sequel for answers. He does say, you will see something that is not Earth in the film. I'll okay. say that. The kaiju aren't necessarily the responsible party. There's a lot going on in the other universe, hmm. some of which is complex and crazy over there as it is on our side of the breach. So Interesting. This movie, man, this is a this is like vast. This is just not like they're not just like uh hand feeding this movie to us. There is a right. lot of backstory we don't know, and there's a lot of like questions that are not gonna be answered that I think personally it's piqued my interest already and I haven't even seen the fucking movie. Didn't you say this movie had Jaeger bombs too? <laughs> Jaeger yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this podcast does though. Well, this is supposed to be like a Star Wars-type expanded universe. That's how they originally wrote it, from what I read. Nice. Uh, so, uh, you're right. It's really fresh to see a movie that's not a property, and not yeah. a pre-established something or other. You know? We don't know what we're going to get. No. Yeah, you know, it's like about it. the Superman movie. We kind of know, we kind of don't know, but we kind of know what we're going to get. We're going to get like some of the best super... I think they've taken like, stuff from the best Superman stories out there. Right. You know, concepts. I, I think it's going to be not about him and his weakness being uh, kryptonite. It's going to be about his weakness being humanity and his, right. his and him striving to be a human. You know, it's emotion. Emo- exactly. I think that's what we're going to see in that film. Pacific Rim, dude. I have no fucking clue what we're going to see in that movie. No, we're going to see Idris Elba. We're going to see Charlie Hunnam, and we're going to see guys fighting inside of these robots connecting in a neural bridge fighting fucking monsters how do you how do you pronounce the director's name again guillermo del toro i really hope he continues to make fresh properties and doesn't make a ton of money with this movie and become like the next tim burton where he does 15 franchise films you know see i think studios have kind of like screwed benicio del toro in a way because like he when he first announced this movie he was like it's going to be a 2d movie yeah we can put it in imax that's cool but it's going to be a 2d movie and right. the studio kind of strong-armed him, strong-armed him, and they were like, no, we want it post-converted into 3D. Hmm. And so after the fact, now Benicio Del Toro, after all this 
talking about not doing it in uh, 3D has to come out and say that, you know, he's cool with it being post-converted into 3D, which I think is fucking bullshit because I want to see the creator's vision, not what fucking the studio wants me to see. I never pay for post-converted 3D anyway. So, So, yeah, I am going to see this in 2D. I would love to see it in IMAX. My God, but you know it's going to be IMAX 3D. Right. Yeah. And that's going to... Oh, that's going to piss me off because I really want to see it in IMAX. But he's so good with you know like Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's I mean, Labyrinth. I saw that in the theater. Loved it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at the visuals. I mean, yeah. are you doubting this man's visuals? That you no, 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 3D? not at all. It, but it's time for him to put up or shut up because we haven't seen much from him lately. Right. Um. I mean, you know, they talked about him taking over the helm of Peter Jackson's The Hobbit. Did yeah. he leave The Hobbit for this? I, you this- know what. I, I don't know the whole story there, but but I know that he was going to be the director for that movie. I, I thought that it was I thought it was a done deal, and then right. all of a sudden you've got Peter Jackson stepping back into that seat. So yeah, there was some kind of creative difference, I think, and Peter Jackson just kind of stepped in to save it. I see. Well, they I mean, probably I don't, I, I gave don't him, know, but yeah. Like you, I thought he was attached to it, and then the next thing you know, he's gone. Right. I thought it was going to be a Guillermo del Toro-directed film with possibly Peter Jackson producing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's my that's my uh, Pacific Rim news. Jay, what do you got for us, man? Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Superman featurette that was up this week, this last week. Um, it's a 12-minute kind of behind-the-scenes footage. almost. I mean, it's something that you would see on, like, the DVD version when it comes out or Blu-ray, whatever. Very cool, very insightful. Um, it doesn't spoil too much, so I, I would recommend, you know, you check it out because uh, it really adds a lot of depth to what they're trying to do with the Superman character. Um, Is that something we can post on our Facebook page? Yeah, we could post that on there for cool. uh, for listeners. Uh, we'll post that on there tonight, um, so before the podcast. And after you listen to it, you can check it out. But it it, it tells about how it's going to be kind of a conflict with... Superman is here to remind humanity of of what it is. Because, you know, we always get this impression that humanity is going down the toilet or whatever all the time. And Superman is supposed to be... I mean, listen to this show. This show is proof that humanity is going down the toilet. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But he's... That's his main goal. And and the directors and and Nolan and uh, Snyder, their main goal, and they talk about it so much in this featurette, that's why it's so cool and insightful, is that they're trying to make it as realistic as possible. That you could believe that this Superman character would come to Earth today or tomorrow and this stuff would happen. And wow. uh, there's a lot of conflict within Superman, and it doesn't have to do with physicality as much. Um, it's it's about his morals. It's about his two fathers. Wow, you know, and that's that's exciting. It's yeah, they're gonna explore. Th- they they both taught their son in different ways, or they teach them in different ways. And you have you have Clark Kent's father, uh, Jonathan Kent, Jonathan Kent, telling him uh, uh, this one thing from his experience on Earth, and then you have Jor-El telling him other things from being on Krypt- Krypton. And so there's going to be this conflict uh, with with Superman between Man, if, the lessons of his two fathers. If you just stick to the basics of Superman, it, it's a compelling story. Yeah, I mean, if you just don't make it too complicated, if you right. don't, if you just stick to the basics, man, it, it's awesome. Uh, the way you made that sound is amazing, and that's what the, they need to do in this movie. The problem has always been is you can do whatever you want with this guy. He can do anything. Yeah. So that's always been the problem. They've they've had a trouble. How can you make him story. vulnerable? Yeah, can you make him vulnerable? Right. And 
can you modernize this iconic one of the first superheroes? Can you can yeah. you change him so in a way that we can relate to him in today's dude? I mean, time? we're okay. We're reading Thor, uh, God of Thunder, right now, and we've yeah. seen Thor, man. He's a fucking god, and I like, dude. We've seen him be vulnerable throughout this run that Jason Aaron's doing with the right. uh, Gore, the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the kind of character that they need to introduce into the Superman. Uh, you know, universe uh, for the movies, man. Uh, you know, let's add to the Superman mythos in, in the films. I mean, all we've seen is pretty much Lex Luthor and we've seen Zod. So we've kind of seen this story before. You know, yeah. let's get some dark side involved, man. Yeah. Have you guys uh, seen the old Warner Brothers cartoon where Superman fights the hundreds of robots? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's I never a classic Warner it's, Brothers cartoon. Dude, that sounds so familiar. Yeah, you have to find this and see this. It's so good. I've always wished that they would incorporate this into a movie. Just 10 minutes of action, Superman fighting 500 robots. You know, I don't understand why they don't ever give us that huge, big Superman action sequence in a movie. Well, they, they did say that there'll, there'll be action in this like you've never seen before. They really use the physics of the speed and the flight and, and uh, you know, the super, uh, super strength, the X-ray vision, the heat vision, all that stuff. They said they use it to the extreme. Like, you will, you will not expect this kind of action. So the big question out there for, for people right now is in these Superman movies is how does Superman shave? Right, yeah, well, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm, um, I'm guessing that he uh, does the, uh, the, the, the laser, the, the, the heat vision. Right. That was established in the comic in, books already. In the uh, in the mirror, and then he it just was, it reflects and and shaves off the. What did he do in the comic? It's it's the the heat vision in the comic. Is it okay. in a John Byrne? Didn't book. he do that on the moon? Like after he had he, yeah. he shaved on the moon. I have that issue somewhere. Oh, that Gillette commercial makes me so mad every time I see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Did we want to talk a little bit more about Man of Steel? I know we're going to talk about it next week when after we've seen the movie. Cool. Right. Yeah, wait. Yeah, next week is our Man of Steel movie. This week we are going to be talking about the Purge. I did want to bring that up again. We didn't bring that up at the beginning of the show, but we are going to be reviewing the Purge here shortly. Right. Um, I did want to talk about uh, uh, ties into the Man of Steel movie that the first trailer for The Hobbit: The Desolation of Smog it will debut online on June twelfth and also in theaters for the Man of Steel movie. Right. Oh, that's exciting. I saw um, Kate from Lost as an elf pictures this week and got really excited. Awesome. Awesome. I can't. I can't wait for for that movie. I I know Jay talked about how he didn't enjoy the first film i loved it personally mm-hmm. yeah i wasn't a big fan either but you know i liked it uh but yeah man it was kind of weak compared to the other three it's hard because it's, it's a new it's a different story and it's the prequel you know it's it's hard not to judge it against the old ones and i shouldn't do that you shouldn't do that i'm a, a huge fan story. of the book I, I think like he filled in some of the action sequences that we didn't really see Right. Like, that we couldn't visualize in the book, and he made them exciting. I don't blame Jay, though. They make him do that by with the framing sequences, how yeah. they show the old clips with the old actors. Right. Like, a little bit too much of that. I didn't need all the feel-goodness of all the old actors coming back and showing up here and there. Right. I mean, I, I want Gandalf to be Ian McKellen, of course, but I, don't, I really don't need anybody else. Right. Yeah, you've got to have Gandalf, though. Yeah. yeah. He's a character in the story. Yes, that's fine, but you don't need to cram in Legolas and Frodo and... 
as you know, it's it just seems a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, when they kind of did the the Frodo thing at the beginning, it really didn't kind of. I, I wasn't like, wow, I had to see that. <laughs> like Jay said, he couldn't he couldn't help but compare it to the originals because they forced him to compare it to the originals. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish it wasn't that way because I I do love the book, I love the story, and I, I thought it was a good movie, but yeah, I felt a little left down. I'm going to continue to see it, of course. I'm going to watch all of them. But um, speaking of Elijah Wood, we brought him up as Frodo. Uh, I don't know if anybody watches Wilfred on FX. Oh, yeah. God. I watched the first season. It was funny. I, I watched the first and the second season. It is back on FX on June 20th, so check awesome. that out. We might talk about that on the show. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Um, also, hey, guys, do you want to lose your house before the zombie apocalypse? Mm. I want to keep it. Yeah, well, keep- if you want to lose it, you can now because The Walking Dead is coming out with slot machines. They're coming to a th- casino near you. <laughs> oh nice so um yeah so there's some walking dead news for you the walking oh. dead slot machines are coming to a casino so you can lose your house before the zombie apocalypse fantastic um <laughs> also in, in other related walking dead news there is an actress now how do i make sure i pronounce this correct but there's a poisonous toxin called ricin is it ricin yeah Ryson. Uh yeah. yeah, uh Walking Dead actor, she played a zo- actress. She played a zombie. She had been uh she's arrested now, I believe. She uh sent uh threatening letters containing ricin to President huh. Obama. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so oh. she is now in custody and uh yeah, that's <gasps> okay. Interesting. I found that. <laughs> uh-huh. What character was she going to be? <laughs> she was a zombie. Oh, just a zombie. <laughs> he was a zombie. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, we did talk a little bit about Expendables 3 um, last week. Uh, the new rumor that's been floating around is Mel Gibson could possibly be the new villain in the Expendables 3 movie. Interesting. That's a fun, those are fun movies. I, I, I would watch that. But do Especially you think that they're going to lose some viewers because of, you know, I mean, Mel Gibson pretty much has uh, come out. Didn't he get like, his anti-Semite yeah. comments? Yeah. Mel Gibson is pretty polarizing. I think Brian's right. They yeah. will lose some viewers. That, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'd still like to see it. They were going to lose me as a viewer when there were rumors that last year, uh, it was last year or the year before, when Expendables 2 was rumored as coming out as a PG-13 movie because of Chuck <laughs> Norris saying that he wouldn't be involved in an R-rated film. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was like, dude, fuck you, Chuck Norris. Yeah, dude, that's not so tough. whatever. So I was like not down with that. But Was yeah. Steven Seagal in the, in the second one? He refused. He, he refused. They asked him. They oh, asked okay. him if he wanted to do it. Apparently, he's too busy with his reality show, uh, Steven, <laughs> Steven Seagal Lawman, to do that. Yeah. Dude, uh, you think he, the guy needs a paycheck. I guess. No, yeah, I if think you, so, yeah. Maybe. I mean, to feed his uh, fast food addiction. My God, have you seen the man? He's, he's a bit puffy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's definitely packed on a few pounds over the years. Yeah, and he's got a ponytail, which is nice. But, you know, I'd like to see. I don't know. I, Dude, I really, really tried to like Mel Gibson even after the fact of what he mm-hmm. said and things like that. But I don't know, man. It's pretty rough. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a hard one to come back I used, on. Yeah, I used to be a huge fan, but I, I can't be. I can't support somebody who's an anti-Semite. Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. So I'd say leave him out of the film and uh, find a find a different villain. Yeah, or Let's, just don't do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I think what they need to do if they do an Expendables three is they need to have a crossover with another franchise. I think they need to be, uh, bring a little bit of science fiction into it hmm. and have the Expendables three be the Expendables versus the Predators. Oh shit! 
Now, let's, wasn't it last week? Dude, let's drop him off in the jungle just like they did in Predator, the first movie, man. That'd be great. That would be fucking awesome. That would be great. Yeah. Just throwing it out there, guys. What did you say, Jake? Didn't you say last week they're bringing a bunch of the action girls in for Expendables 3? Or is that a separate movie? It's a separate movie. Uh, they action. were calling it the Expendables. <laughs> and I, I don't know if that project got dropped or, or whatever, or if it's in like, you know, it was just right, like right after Expendables 2 came out and, and that made a bunch of money. They were like, let's capitalize on this. And you know what? I think it would work. I think women are ready to see like some superhero women. Uh, I think we're ready for a Wonder Woman movie. I think we're ready for a Captain Marvel movie. I think we're ready for those things if they're done proper. Right. So I think an Expendables movie would be pretty amazing if done correctly. You know, cast Gina Carano, you know? Mm-hmm. Cast uh, Linda Hamilton, you oh, know? A girl from uh, Resident Evil. What's M- her name? Uh, Mia like? Jovovich. Yes. Yeah, ma- cast her in, like we said last week, in Expendables 3, and then have her be kind of like the bridge between that movie and the Expendables. Do it. I'm yeah. all for it, man. I'm all for women, dude. That's awesome. Go for it. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be a nice change of pace. They, they got to at some point. One soon. of my favorite movies is Kill Bill, Volume yeah, 1 oh, and 2. Yeah, agreed, agreed. You know, have Quentin Tarantino direct the damn thing. I've always said that I'd like to see Quentin Tarantino direct a Wonder Woman film. Yeah. Just well, saying. We do have a strong female character in uh, Katniss right now with the Hunger Games stuff. Yeah, correct. And I would like to see Jennifer Lawrence be in, in, in a Star Wars movie and play either a Skywalker or a Solo. Yeah, yeah, be, be the that was like the first thing that came to mind when I thought about yep. who they should cast as Absolutely. like a female. You know, yeah. you know what the first thing that comes to my mind when I say Jennifer Lawrence, right? Uh, what is That's it? A, Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, yeah, Silver Linings Playbook. I forgot about that. Forgot about that. Yeah, movie. she was great in that. Fantastic in that movie. Um, you know, and I I didn't really think she was attractive in the Hunger Games. Um, you know, I, I don't I know. I like it, yeah. No, I mean, even though her dress was on fire, she still, <laughs> she still wasn't hot to me. So, just throwing that out there. Um, I don't know, Jay, did you have any other news and reviews that you wanted to bring up? Well, this is minor, but we were talking about Walking Dead earlier and uh, z- zombies. Yes. Well, the news came out last week that they're going to start filming, or they're in, in the works, uh, an Archie live film uh, ah, archie, archie comics comic book yeah. yeah jug archie jughead betty veronica right all all the gang right and uh but the initial news was that it was also going to involve zombies because that is kind of the current uh storyline that they're they're doing right now there's the a comic episodes. right out right now archie yeah. versus zombies like they've right. done archie and kiss like the band they've done archie meets glee i mean they've they've done all this and so now the big thing is archie and the zombies yeah Right, right. And then they, they, they did change that, and they said it's just going to be about basically a, a midlife kind of crisis almost uh, after he, or during the graduation of high school for the, these characters. Hmm. And, uh, I don't know. It's just a little bit of news. I'm not a big fan of the Archie series. Me either. But Me not either. Any, any casting news on the Archie? No, they haven't. No, it's just this just happened. So, yeah, no casting as of yet. Hmm. And they haven't even got a director. No. Yeah. uh, Okay. So it's just speculation. They just want to do it, basically. Um, One thing real quick. uh, I found out we talked about Doomed, the Roger Corman uh, documentary last week. Uh, Jake, I did find this out. They cannot use any of the film from the movie in the Uh, documentary. Oh, that sucks. But they are trying to get uh, Stan Lee involved in the project, trying to get an interview with him. So nice. All right, bro. I'll dig out my VHS tape so we can have a viewing. 
Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I still want to see the documentary. I don't care if it has film footage in I've it. I've got not. the documentary on order. So they've already charged my credit card. So it's yeah. going to be on its way as soon as it's made. So I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a little break, uh, unless you guys got anything else to say. Oh, we're good. Yeah, okay, we're good. cool. We're going to take a small break. We'll come back and we're going to talk about the, the Ethan Hawke movie, The Purge. 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 All right, and we're back. Uh, we're going to start uh, the, talking about the, we're going to review The Purge, but first, uh, Chad Michaels is in the studio with us. How's it going? <laughs> uh, hi. Hello. Your voice has changed. Chad Michaels. Weird. What's up with your voice, Chad? My voice has changed, too. You're so What's hot. Brian's voice? Yeah. What's going on over there? I don't know. <laughs> it has something to do with the cat on the table, man. I think it does. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So I was like messing around with the mixer earlier today, and I found out that I have all these cool effects on it that I haven't used. Awesome. Yeah, and one is the Barry Manilow voice, <laughs> apparently. Hey. Oh, yeah. Balls deep. Oh, yeah. That's right. Chad Buckles. Wow. The Chad Michaels Project. Chad himself. Michaels Project. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is happening. happening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome, welcome back, back to Pop Culture Leftovers. <laughs> 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 All right, we've got Chad Michaels with us today. Yeah. All right, I'll stop. All right. I was about to say, uh, I'm going to have to take some of these drugs in order to catch up, because I'm just not there yet. (laughs) But uh, earlier in the podcast, we did say that uh, Chad Michaels is going to be leaving us uh, to go to Maryland. So, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, actually, I uh, just got an opportunity to go work at... uh, facility called it's a research facility called the uh, national institute of health and um so they are uh they're going to pay me to work full-time and i'm uh i'm actually part of a pilot program and uh, i'm going to get my bachelor's in nursing while i'm up there and so it's a really good program it's and a it's great up, opportunity yeah it's set up to it's it's a pilot program actually to uh create an opportunity for combat or uh, medics and and corpsmen when they come back from active duty to be able to integrate into a program um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully everything goes really well with it and, um, it'll be something that more, more military people will be able to utilize when they, uh, are coming off of active duty. Good. So yeah, well, congratulations, Chad. Yeah. Thanks, man. We're going to miss you here in the studio, but you are always, always, and I mean this always welcome to come back on Skype yeah. and join yeah, us. We'll yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely do that. I know there'll be a slight time difference, but, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll do what we can to be flexible because yeah. we'd love to have you on. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, Dan, what do you have to say? Fucking comic book geeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he never left, man. Hurts every time. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's just, yeah, you guys want to jump into the purge? Purge it up. Okay, purge. so three of us have seen it. Um, Chad didn't get a chance to see it, which is fine, which yeah. is cool. I mean, you've been busy. Uh, but maybe you can ask us some questions about the film, things yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me. Uh, I'm going to go over the synopsis real quick. All right. So, uh, the purge. Uh, it's about a family is held hostage for harboring the target of a murder syndicate during the purge. It's a 12 hour period in which 
any and all crime is legalized. Uh, I believe it was the year, what was it, 2022? Yep. Yes. Um, and uh, the director of this film is James DeMonico. Writer was James DeMonico. Um, some of the stars in the movie, of course, we all know Ethan Hawke. He played James Sandon. Uh, Lena Headey, uh, Mary Sandon. Uh, she's from Game of Thrones, if I'm... Right. Yes, yes, Cersei. Yeah, it took me a while because like, I've seen the first season. It took me a while, probably halfway through the movie. I was like, that's where I've seen her. I kept thinking that she looked like a younger version of uh, that chick from Cliffhanger and uh, what was that what was that show? Uh, Northern Exposure. Oh, yeah. Northern Exposure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was crazy to see her in a uh, modern movie and not a period. Piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's why it took me so long and, and without the like the British accent. Right. Yeah. So um, you've got Max Burkholder as Charlie Sandon, the son. Adelaide Kane as Zoe Sandon, the daughter. Uh, Edwin Hodge plays the uh, Bloody Stranger. That's his uh, title in the film, the, uh, the yeah. black gentleman that we're introduced in the movie. Uh, Reese, uh, is it Rise? Reese Wakefield? Yeah. Reese? I think it's Reese. Yeah, Reese Wakefield, the villain. He's the, they call him the polite stranger. He's the mm-hmm. villain in the film that we're introduced to. So. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's go ahead first. We'll go over a rating system, and then uh, we'll rate the movie um, one right. at a time. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right. Thank you, Michael Kane. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's start with Jake. I'd like to hear what you have to say. What is your rating of this film and why? Yeah. I, I think I give it a taste. It. You know, I, I didn't see a single commercial or trailer for this movie, which may have helped me enjoy it. It wasn't the best movie, but it, it was okay. It was really by the numbers, and you always knew who was going to save who at the last minute if you've right. seen any movie like this. It wasn't the worst of its kind, and it wasn't the best of its kind. Right. It was definitely okay. Okay. All right, Jay. Um, I would also give it a taste. It. Um, it has. Um, it, it. It's a compelling story. It's an interesting story. Um, they didn't execute it like uh, I would have liked. Um, it had a lot of weak points to it. I'm going to want I'm, you to get into that in your in, in your uh, review of this. Right, right. Of what um, you would have liked to have seen, because I know what I, I would have liked to have seen, too. Right, uh, but definitely, just, just to taste it, I'm only going to watch it once, though. Uh, it's not something I'm going to watch again and again or anything cool. like that. All right, I'm, I'm also going to give it a taste it. Um, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't, uh, it, it kept my interest. Yeah. I was able to watch it, and uh, there were parts that I enjoyed. Uh, there were things that I would have, have, have definitely changed in, in this film, Um as well uh i think the concept is what really does it for me mm-hmm. just the fact that basically uh once a year i don't know do you guys know how many hours it is is it a full day 12 it's hours 12, 12 hours, hours. Yeah. for 12 hours i uh, pretty much all crime is is legal right uh so if there's uh, somebody that uh, you don't like or you feel is like a uh leech on society or whatever your reason may be you you can pretty much uh perform your own justice on them Right. And so you've got different uh, parties that are going around and, and either killing people and you've got people, you know, uh, stealing and things like that. So it's definitely that's a definitely an interesting concept. Yeah. I was, I was intrigued when I saw the, uh, the advertisement. Yeah. Right. Um, 
I mean, seeing just the trailers, it's something like Chad. You haven't seen the movie, no, right? So I, I really wanted to, but I just haven't. Uh, it was a busy drill weekend this weekend up in Chicago. But um, yeah, it's uh, it seems like I said very appealing, like uh, interesting, yeah. and I like the concept. There was a while mm-hmm. back on Kickstarter, there was a a, pro, or a a movie I backed that was called The One, and it was kind of similar to this. It was you could kill. Any one person you wanted, you had one. You had a card basically, and you could kill any one person in your entire life. Right. And so it, I like. I don't know. Just it's just a different concept. Just something different. New. It's like new and something you're not seeing at the theater right now. So it sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool that you know Ethan Hawke he t- he took a bath and he and he shaved. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was did. cool. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Ethan Hawke since Gattaca. Really, I haven't really seen. Anything <laughs> he just looks like the same guy in every movie. Man, I know. Was yeah. he in? Was he, what movie was it? Reality Bites. Yeah. He looks the same in every movie. Like he hasn't taken a bath since Reality <laughs> Bites back in like 1992. <laughs> well, you know, everybody has their uh, their he, choices. <laughs> he really took that grunge period to heart. And he's like, <laughs> <Right>. fuck it. <laughs> so he, he finally took a bath after 20 years, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, he had to get into character. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, do you guys want to talk about the movie in, in a little bit more depth? I, I know I do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I you know speaking to Ethan Hawke, I, I I thought the script was a little weak. Um, the the dialogue was a bit kind of hokey at times, but I thought Ethan Hawke was great. Um, he was the main reason that I even went to see this. Yeah, uh, I'm always been a fan of Ethan Hawke and pretty much everything he does. Training Day, especially. Oh God, he was excellent in Training yeah. Day. Yeah, awesome. I don't care what uh, anybody yeah, says. About that. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I have seen him in something since Gattaca. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot about Gattaca Training was day. really good too. I did like Gattaca. Actually. Now I yeah. went to the theaters last year and saw Sinister. I dropped money on that. Oh, okay. I didn't see yeah, that. I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, but he was great. Um, but I, there was a. I had an equal, equal balance of what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, like I said, the di- the script was kind of weak. Um, it was pretty predictable throughout. I mean, I think you, I, I caught on what was going to happen at sure. the end in the first ten minutes. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and and the the family. The, the, there's events again it goes back to being poorly written because there's events where it's just like i even had that moment where i was almost shouting out loud like what the fuck are you doing you idiot you know with the daughter character right. uh, always just like wandering off in the, the house. story is convenient for the movie oh, definitely, yeah definitely. yeah you but, know you things know, happen you know i mean honestly if it's if it's something called the purge where one night a year anything can happen anyone can die um if it's me i'm leaving my doors locked right i'm doing whatever i can to protect my family and i'm going to go in the in the in the panic room right and just wait it out man i i'm not doing anything else so, you know, some of the events that happen in this film, you're like, why are you doing this? You're like screaming so at the screen. Like, why are you doing this? Don't do this. Right. Yeah. Was some it kind of, of the, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Some of the foreshadowing was really overbearing. Yeah. Like the, uh, <laughs> the young boy explaining all the features of his toy robot. Right. Oh, yeah. You knew, exactly you, knew you knew. Okay. So like, hmm, I wonder if this is going to come into play. <laughs> right. It's, it's kind of a, a, a very limited telepresence device. Yeah. Uh, it's got a, uh, he, he's got, what it looks like is basically it's a remote control car, but on top of the remote control car, you've got what looks like uh, a, a baby doll. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. half of the face of the baby doll has been burned. It's got a red glowing eye, and it looks almost like the Terminator. Nice. It right. looks like uh, one of the Toy Story misfit toys. It, oh, that, yeah, okay. It looks like the uh, the land of misfit toys from uh, the, uh, what is it, the Christmas movie that we watched when we were kids. Yeah. The Island of Misfit Toys, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, no, or the, that. yeah, like yeah. you said, the Toy Story that yeah, the, 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 the neighbor yeah, where you like and just mutated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't don't you guys think though this kid had some issues and they were never fully explained? yeah those weren't yeah, explained like the pictures of the purge yeah. on his wall. You thought, I mean, I thought he was gonna go nuts. Me too. Like, That's killing everybody. Absolutely, and he <laughs> like he was definitely like an advocate for the purge. Yeah. Right. And he was, you know, I mean, yeah, that was pretty much a stone that they didn't turn over. We didn't see any of that. Do you think if they would have done that, it would have been kind of one of the unexpected twists? Or yeah. do you think it would yeah, have been... been a great final moment or something? Right. Yeah. yeah. Just to yeah. Have him, like, maybe like after the calm, it started to settle in, and then all of a sudden... Right. Goes yeah. That would have blown my mind, dude. Yeah. Because, like, everything was pretty much hand-fed to us. Was it kind of yeah, like, was it kind of like the agreed. movie Fear? You know, no, I I did I did think about fear though when I was watching this, and I kept thinking that the house in fear would have held up better than the house that they were in. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. that's kind of that's kind of pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> what do you guys think about the villain? I thought the villain was very creepy and good. He could be the Joker, man. Guys, he should be the Joker. Honestly, I thought that the villain in the film um, it looked like he was uh, on his way to a Harry Potter convention dressed as uh, dressed as Draco. Mal- Draco he Malfoy. looked silly, but <laughs> he had that creepiness. Uh, he was the best part about the movie, in my opinion, which is sad because it totally misses the point that the movie was trying to make, if there yeah. is one, because it's very open ended. Um, but uh, did you get okay? Yeah, yeah. No, it, he, he just he, and he. I don't want to spoil it. Are we going to spoil this? This movie. Spoil yeah, it. we're going to spoil it. Okay, Absolutely. we're going to spoil it. So, spoiler alert! I'm about to spoil this, but it's con. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone. Uh, but when he when he dies, it's like who the fuck cares? And when Ethan Hawke's character dies, it's like who the fuck cares? You know, like when Ethan Hawke died, the movie died for me. And and, and they they leave it at that. Oh man, it pissed me off. The ending was so bad. What's the uh, What's the female's name? Lena Headley. Yeah, Hetty. It, it was really weird to see her vulnerable at all. Yeah. She's such a strong character on Game of Thrones. She had two guns. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> she, she fucked it up. All right. Well, let's 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 okay. Let's lead into the ending because I okay, have a sorry. lot. Of, no, you're fine. There's a lot of things that I did want to talk about. Okay. Before we get to that ending, um, so basically, uh, you've got uh, the the father Ethan Hawke, the mother, which is uh, what's her name, Lena Headey. Right. Yes. Uh, and then you've got the son and then the daughter. Now, the daughter is involved in a relationship with an older boy that the father does not approve of. He forbid uh, her. He from forbid her for seeing him. And so right then, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of foreshadowing there as well. Right. That he's going to be a bigger part of the story. So the purge is about to happen so they they live in a rich neighborhood the father actually sells security systems made for the purge Uh, Mm -hmm. okay um so not made very well not made very well (laughs) that we can find out later on yeah um Uh, maybe have a password on that uh on that little screen like the show from the uh where the the son just goes run over there exactly opens it up yeah Yeah. don't give it to your seriously (laughs) i I think you'd be better off with a fucking adt sticker (laughs) on your house than, than what they had (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) but 
I mean, uh, so you've got the daughter seeing this older guy that they forbid, and as soon as the lockdown happens, uh, within moments we find out that the boyfriend that had left the house in all honesty, didn't leave the house and snuck his way back in, so now he's inside of the house. Right. And the the house is pretty much walled off. All the windows have, like, metal doors that shut. Right. And and this is how they keep out the people from the purge. Right. So it's kind of like a lockdown scenario. You know, whatever goes on outside, they, they've got cameras within the house. They can see what's going on out there, and they, can act, they have audio as well. They can hear. Right. But, uh, you know, they're pretty safe. Uh, the father has uh, guns. Uh, mm-hmm. um, he, it looks like he's got a shotgun. He's got a handgun. Uh, I saw at least three three weapons yeah. that he had. He had, like, a little safe, and he, mm-hmm. and he uh, was like, everybody just kind of gets safe, and I, right. I've got all these guns here, so we're fine. Don't worry about it. It's pretty wild watching them, like, before the purge actually happened. They're just having yeah, they're just, dinner they're, as a family. Yeah, agree, cutting a I salad agree, and shit. But, I mean, <laughs> you've got to understand that, like, maybe, like, I don't know when this actually, like, the, the what was it, the, the new founders, the right. f- new fathers of the United States... Right. Had had put this into play, but I, it sounds like people had been doing this for far, quite a few years. That this was just a way to cleanse the nation of uh, people that are kind of like a burden on society. That's, well, they they had in the movie. Uh, it's it's like you said, twenty twenty two. They yeah. have one percent unemployment. Yeah. and like a zero percent crime rate, except right. for this day. Except for that day, right? Can I talk about some more of the really annoying foreshadowing? Sure. Um. The neighbor at the beginning, it was pretty obvious that she yeah. wanted mm-hmm. to kill the other woman. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The cookies? Throughout the yeah. entire movie, I'm thinking, is this the neighbor? Is that right. the neighbor? Is this the neighbor? Is exactly. that the neighbor? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it was really it was really paint-by-numbers annoying like that the whole movie. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It, it, when a movie forces you to think about where it's going, right. it's yes. not doing a good job of its misdirection. Right, yeah. Uh, but when you're just kind of like sucked into the story and waiting for each moment to just happen, right. that's so much better. Yeah, yeah. Like a good movie can help you to like flip your switch. Exactly. You, know, and it, you, you stop thinking yeah. ahead, and if you're it's just engaging, like it. you yeah. kind of like turn that part of your brain off, and you right. just roll with it, man. Right. But this movie's got you thinking like it's like a chess game. You're always <laughs> thinking like a step or two ahead. Right. Yeah. It was. It was a very cliche thriller. Which is unfortunate because it had a lot of really good ideas. See, yeah. Ethan Hawke takes on these like movies that are kind of like uh, great concepts, but they right. don't deliver. Like Sinister, honestly, like that movie could have been amazing in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I give it a taste it if I were to review it. It could have been amazing, um, right. but the mis- there was almost so much misdirection that it kind of took you out of it. Right. Well, the, yeah, this was pretty obvious the whole way through, but um, one of yeah. the reasons that I like it was visually, um, it was very interesting visually. Sure. You, you, you had a lot of stuff, like you said, with, the, with uh, it lights out, like they get their power shut off. Yeah. And, and this kid's got this little robot that can see in the dark, so you get a lot of uh, like Timmy. night vision stuff throughout the house, which is cool. I like that. The robot um, was Timmy? Is it named Timmy? It was named Timmy, wasn't it? And they never explain the robot either, why its heads burn off and all that crap. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that kid just had some kid. issues, man. Yeah, yeah he's got some kid. issues. Yeah. See, the moment that, I saw him, I'm like, this kid's fucked up. That makes me and think. They, that. Well, I mean, one of the questions that he, ha- he asked his parents was, 
why don't you guys do it? And he's talking, not talking about sex, but he's talking about why don't you guys do it? The purge. Somebody. Why don't right. they don't participate in the purge? Yeah. And he's like creeping on his mom. He yeah. like creeps on his mom. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was that about? Is that just misdirection for us? Because it didn't work. No, it didn't. Not the way that they intended it. Maybe maybe the, the writer's purpose there, though, was just to simply show how the purge could fuck with somebody's head. True. You know what I mean? Maybe. It's like, maybe. I mean, the kid growing up in this That's society... That's a good point. ...is that they just, they don't know how to handle it. Well, look and, at Carl in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. How he's changed since we first met him to, to this ending of the third season. Right. So, so maybe, maybe they were trying to say that this was the reverse of that, that he started right. out that way and then... Right. You know, then, but it's, then it's watching like, these events af- unfold, right? He he got his humanity back, and it's but it's still so shallow because they they just change their minds. Every right. every character in this movie just changes their minds so quick about yeah. this thing that's supposed to be like no big deal. You know, we just kill people this time of year. I do know that <laughs> when I when I show my girlfriend that I love her now, I'm going to start growling at her though. <laughs> right? Yeah. What the fuck what the fuck was, was that? that? What yeah. were, so oh my god what, what time period did it <laughs> when did it take place 2022 no no no. but i mean like what uh season or like what time of year or like it looked like a know? spring summer like a spring summer yeah. yeah so you get I really through like the uh the tv part where we actually saw the the purge warning on the tv right it was one of my favorite parts for some reason oh yeah. this is not an emergency Right, yeah. but yeah. they use like the EMS, didn't they? they yeah, use, like the, yeah. Or the emergency broadcast. Emergency system. broadcast system. This is not a test of the emergency <laughs> broadcast system. Yeah. This is the purge, and that's my dog barking. Um, <laughs> and that my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it it just wasn't. It's just not a believable concept either. Like, I, it was an interesting concept sure. enough to where I wanted to go see it. Yeah, but, it's kind of like a what if. Yeah, it's but it's just like that. That's not going to happen. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, no one's going to fall into that. Especially nine years from like, now. Wait a minute, this isn't cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should have. On that note, had it in just just like an alternate. You know, you don't even have to say it's like United States. You don't have to say it's like what's you know what I mean. Just make it like a town and, and yeah. But yeah. it's and, like I kept thinking to myself, like, is the rest of the world doing this? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, because like, how is that even? You know, like, how is the U.S. still like a uh, top ten <laughs> superpower? And- superpower if we're just killing each other off once a year? Yeah, that kind of goes let's against the whole uh, you know honor and go- what's that, Jake? I said let's have a wine and cheese party and then go kill people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what what would be the uh, the rules of engagement for military at that point. You know, you know the I mean? like, extreme opposite of this movie is the movie uh, by Mike Judge, Idiocracy. Oh, right, yeah. right. Like yeah. here, you've got like the you know like the the elite people that are killing off like the uh, you know like the bottom yeah. feeders or whatever, and then you know in Idiocracy, you've got like all the people that are like the I don't know like the most undereducated people just breeding and the 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 top like you know ten percent they're they're the ones that aren't breeding and so you just got idiots running around. I really uh, have uh, after watching that like I really didn't like the movie, but I, me either. I, I was just like, yeah, oh my god, like this is this I, this is kind of scary to me. I <laughs> loved like, I loved how it's, the, it's the like a good point kind the, of <laughs> the restaurant fuddruckers. Yeah, <laughs> just it, like butt fuckers. Yeah, like? it just changed from like fuddruckers to you know red fuckers to <laughs> red, butt fuckers or whatever. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> but back to the back to the purge, which is the movie that we're talking mm-hmm. about. <laughs> um, so basically, like after after the uh, 
the purge happens. Uh, it's 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 started, uh, and they have shut the uh, the, the house is uh, those metal those steel you know doors come down, uh, and they're all locked in the house. Um, this the uh, girl the the daughter her uh, boyfriend starts talking about how he wants to talk to the father about uh, how you know they're going how he wants to date her and how he loves her and he he wants to <laughs> he wants to explain to the father that you know they're meant to be together and work this out Aww. right so uh, that's happening but at the same time you've got the son who's watching the monitor outside and, and we are introduced to the uh, character who's called the bloody stranger which mm-hmm. is a black gentleman and he is outside and he is bloody he has been looks like he's been beaten he, screaming he, for help screaming for help so he starts the son starts listening to audio and he's like please someone help me help me i need help they're trying to kill me you know and he's mm-hmm. going on and on and on this is where that son that we thought that may have been interested in to watch a man die right is now it's something's clicked and he wants to actually save this gentleman's life. Right. So, um, you know, at the same time of the son's wanting to talk not the son, but the, uh, the boyfriend is wanting to talk to Ethan Hawke about, you know, dating Ethan Hawke's daughter. We've got this other, you know, the Ethan Hawke's son wanting to help this other guy. Right. I saw this movie with a pretty big crowd and the entire crowd groaned when the, uh, kid brought the uh, security fence up yeah i was like you <laughs> yeah. fucking moron right yeah I, I was kind of surprised they actually show that in the the trailer though too I'm did they the yeah because it's like i think yeah i think jake i think if you would have saw you'd have been pretty upset at it because it that seems like something that you know you would want to leave as a mystery yeah. as to how and why you know what i mean like i would think a movie like this you would want to leave it like really just mysterious sure so but I was hoping that the uh, black guy they called the bloody stranger was going to wear a fedora, and when he, you know, when he dove underneath, he was going to uh, grab it. He was going to grab it. And yeah, pull it in. Like an <laughs> Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones nod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but, I was tracking uh, on that. So we've That's got so the bloody true. stranger. Now he's in the house. Right. So you know, Ethan Hawke is now face to face with him, and then yep, at the yep. same time, we've got the boyfriend coming down the stairs. Nice. So that's, it's that's like, awesome. wow, two different uh, story arcs kind of meet at the same time. Dun, dun, right. dun. So we're like waiting, like, what's going to happen? Is, is, the, is the, the, the new, is the black guy in the house? Is he going to start, you know, firing things up? Uh, or, or, you know, what's going to go on with this confronta- supposed confrontation between the boyfriend and the father? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think, though, something like that in, 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 a, in a situation that just occurred, mm-hmm. the whole boyfriend thing just doesn't even matter at this point. It's like, I would just think you would just... Oh, but it does. I, well, I it get does. it. I get it. But yeah. it's like... That's the misdirection. Yeah. It's like, That's the misdirection. That, that one would be a little That's the poorly one. executed misdirection. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I, I think, you know, hopefully, you know, when the DVD releases, maybe they'll release more scenes that might explain... I was just going to say this earlier, though, about uh-huh. the kid. Maybe that'll explain more of his actions. Yeah, uh, about like, the Ethan Hawke's like, son, right? Why he yeah. why he reacts the way he does, or something. But, but without, you know, without seeing the trailer, I actually thought the bloody stranger was the villain of the movie. Yeah, until we were, that was the until only until we were introduced to the next character. That was the only thing I didn't know, like until about halfway through. You know, what was see? His that's deal? the thing that I was thinking. Like the whole movie, I was thinking like when the bloody stranger came into the house, I I kept thinking to myself, misdirection. This movie is all about misdirection. And it I really was like, was, yeah. I was like, that guy 
that bloody stranger is going to be the only guy in this movie that makes any sense. Right. Oh, for sure. And halfway through, everyone knew the bloody stranger was going to save everyone at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, the whole just, audience just his action. Yeah. Just yeah, in I mean, seeing the trailer, like what you guys are describing now, I mean, I, I'm piecing the movie together without even seeing the movie based upon the trailer. Like, uh-huh. it, I, can, I can see that real easily. Well, I mean, there's the scene you've got. Okay. So basically, the boyfriend, uh, he, he, you're waiting for the bloody stranger to start making his move. The boyfriend pulls out a handgun and starts shooting at Ethan Hawke. Right. What? Yeah, yeah, that's his that's his like, hey, I love your daughter. You know, this is the purge, fuck you, we're gonna be together. Oh, and he starts wow. Yeah, Probably starts firing. Yeah. Ethan Hawk gets a good shot in on the kid, shoots him in the abdomen, the kid bleeds out in the girlfriend's bedroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole time that that's gone on, the bloody stranger has disappeared into the home. Yeah, which I don't blame him. Bunch of fucking crazy white people shooting at each other. <laughs> right, locked this inside dude's, a metal box. Just, this dude's <laughs> like, dude, I, I'm happy you guys let me in, but what the fuck? <laughs> what the white fuck did I just walk into? Right. I might, I may, I might be better out there. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. like, now I'm trapped. Now I'm trapped in the house with these with these fucking crazy honkies. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Freaking crackers going F- crazy. Crazy crackers, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> problems. this is where the story could have really gotten amazing. Right. Uh, it stays good, don't get me wrong, but yeah. it doesn't go from like, you know, like, wow, to... What you should be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so now it's more or less we're introduced to Draco Malfoy <laughs> from Slytherin, which is which is our villain. He comes up to the door and he says, you know, hey, this is he starts talking and they're like they listen to the audio through the through the through the uh, video camera. Right, I saw that. Yeah. And he starts saying like, hey, this is our purge. Yeah. That's our person. That's our person. Right. We want to kill that. Show that in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, They show that in the trailer. See, I didn't see that in the trailer. I'm finding this interesting. Yeah. That that, I am too. What a huge giveaway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You knew. You knew who every character was in the movie by the end of the trailer. Go ahead, Jake. The only thing that made this movie fun is the tension was ramped up enough without knowing what was going to happen next. It. It sounds like if I would have saw the trailer, it would have just ruined the entire movie. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I would have tossed this movie if I would have saw the trailer. Yeah, I think you probably would have, actually, huh. <laughs> like the more we get into this. Yeah. But I I mean, I don't know. I usually try to avoid as much information about movies as I can. Uh, you know, like I'm really looking forward to like Elysium, for instance. So Me I'm too. Like, I'm just staying away from Me it because I really think that concept can be uh-huh. something really cool and I don't want to see anything about yeah. it. So we're definitely gonna cover Elysium, so I hope oh, you yeah. can be on that show with yeah, us, Chad. Absolutely. Yeah. Um so uh, you know we're introduced to our villain, Draco Malfoy. <laughs> and I think like the villains they reminded me of uh I don't know, pissed off uh Jehovah's Witnesses or or more pissed off Mormons that like, you know, like we've we've shut our doors on them, you know, every day for the past year and so like this is this is their day to knock on our door and fucking kill yeah, us. But, but but realistically they were kind of Harvard, you know, yeah, like, yeah, they were educated they were kind of snooty kids yeah, they, almost they were hipster douchebags. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, they, they're at the door. They're wearing these masks that look like, uh, I, I don't know, from the Joan Rivers, uh, Melissa Rivers collection. They look <laughs> like they, Botox masks. Right. They're like porcelain faces. Yeah, very Just creepy. Face, yeah. I don't think they utilized that enough to make it as creepy as it could have been. I it think uh, yeah. with when they revealed uh, Draco Malfoy's face, they kind of took right. away from that uh, mystique. 
Right. So yeah, I, I think I, if they would have just kept those masks on and kind of kept quiet at the beginning for a little bit, it would have been a lot more creepy, kind of like the movie The Strangers with, uh, what's his name, Luke Wilson? Right, right. Yeah. But well, that, you know, that one scene where the girl had the two machetes and she was kind of skipping through the hallway yeah. with the mask on, that was cool. But you're right, they didn't they didn't really utilize the creepy element that it should have been. Yeah. I really liked when uh when Draco shot his friend Crab. That was cool. But that yeah. was very Joker. Yeah. That was very Joker. And then said, you know, well, that's my friend, you know, imagine what I'm gonna do to you. Yeah. I thought that was a great It's like scene. Bob, give me the gun. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good call. Good call, Jay. Yeah. Nice. You number one guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, my oh, that was and number cool. one a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, you know, we're introduced to the villain. Um which I, I think, you know, he was a great villain. In all good. honesty. Yeah, he I was pretty he was good. Really good too. Yeah. Underutilized. Underutilized, absolutely. Death. Not cool. So um, there, there's uh, now basically they're saying that we want the uh, bloody stranger that you have in the house. And, and if you can deliver him to us, we won't have to involve you in our purge. So now right. it's a race against time to find this guy and to bring him to what they think is justice. Mm-hmm. And so now you've got uh, the uh, Ethan Hawk and uh, he's looking for this guy. But at the same time, you've got the son who's using that remote controlled Timmy to right. find this guy and to help him. Well, and you also forgot that Draco says they have equipment on the way. They do. They will for You're sure right. be able to break into and, the house with. Yeah. And the daughter's wandering around aimlessly like a fucking idiot around the house by herself. And she's wearing a Catholic schoolgirl right. outfit, which is <laughs> trying to make every pedophile out there or molester yeah. uh, get a hard on. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Why, so if you had all this set up, why wouldn't you just have the paint? I'm surprised Chris Hansen didn't show up <laughs> yeah. when she's wearing that outfit. Just saying. Wow. What yeah, were you saying, Chad, though? I was just saying, like, it, did they have a panic room? or was No. There, no? Kind of. Kind of. Uh, the, the son had a uh, secret, like secret a place in his closet, yeah. and then they also had a basement. I but there you. wasn't like an official panic room, right? Which like a, was kind of like, like a, like a to, fortress. Like, yeah, yeah. The son can't stop saving the bloody stranger. Right, like he's saving him throughout the entire movie, basically. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it, uh, speaking of panic room, it, it was very panic room. If you saw the David Fincher yeah, I film, yeah, I did. Did, did Jodie Foster show up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just yeah, kind she, of a version of it. Yeah. Jared Leto showed up. Yeah, right. it was just a bigger panic room. It was the whole house. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, Jodie Foster got raped on a pinball machine. In this movie. <laughs> wow, I just said that. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say it, but I said it. Fuck it, and I'm keeping it in. So, so they got the machines. Continuing. Yeah. So basically, now they're gonna bust into the house. Now they did. They did capture the bloody stranger. Right. And he's tied up in duct tape, and he's in a chair. Yeah. And there's a point, man, where you know the mother is like. They're trying to like subdue him because he he's knocked out. He wakes up. He's trying to get free now, but he's kind of he's kind of tied up with the duct tape. Mm-hmm. And Ethan Hawke is telling her to get the letter opener and put it into an open wound in his body to sub- oh, kind of shot him. Yeah, ca- yeah, like glazed him. And yeah. finally, she does it, but she's like at at one point she like looks at him. And she's like, "What are we doing? Right, this is not us. You know, this is not who we are. What are we doing?" Right. And at that moment, is that the moment where they kind of like 
They're all just yeah. like, oh, we got to stop doing this. They have a yeah. change of heart. That, they're, they're, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Also, well, you know, which, let her tie, which decide, that yeah. part right there really ties into the ending. Right, yes. it does. Yeah. I think like when uh, she looks at her, uh, you know, Ethan Hawke later in the, we'll get to that anyway. Right. All right, you guys. Uh, okay, uh, so now we've we've got them. They're starting to break into the house. They're they're starting to, uh, you know, uh, they've got battering rams. They're they're, they're they've got firearms, and, and they're starting to break into the house one right. at a time. The yuppies yeah. from hell. Through, yeah, through and we, we also learned that the uh, bloody stranger is ex-military. By the way, He's got the bloody stranger cash. when he's sitting down, you're absolutely right. That's the yeah. first time that we really get a good glimpse of the dog tags. Right, they uh, make it a point, I think, to show that. So at uh. that point in time, that's a huge giveaway that this guy is going to be a trained, yeah, right. trained killer. And he's probably going to kick. Somebody's and he's ass. probably going to kick somebody's ass. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Duct tape yeah. isn't going to hold him. Right. <laughs> I thought um, some of the cinematography on some of the uh, heavier action sequences was really good. Um, Ethan Hawke with the axe and yeah. the pool table had some really interesting. Like stuff I said, going. that Visually, was cool. It was yeah. very cool. But I, I, th- I thought I also didn't understand like when he shot somebody or when his he, daughter shot somebody, why they had to shoot him five fucking times. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you understand? Like every time, like purge, man. You can't just kill someone. You got to purge it up. I know they were totally purging it up. Yeah, <laughs> one more for good measure. Yeah. It's like when Ethan Hawke shot that Rule one guy. Two. It was like bam, 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 bam. You think I'm done? Bam. Yeah. It's only once a year. You got to let that shit go. That's true. <laughs> it's called getting your gun off. Yeah, yeah I kind of like that actually. I, I didn't have a problem. Squeeze with that. out every drop during the purge. <laughs> So I don't know. I mean, um, now we've got uh, we've got them in the house. They're set loose, and so uh, we see Ethan Hawke. He takes out, uh, I'd say, uh, two or three people, and then we've got that one couple that's he's what he he's she's uh, riding him like uh, right. yeah like a, like giving her a horsey ride. What the fuck was right. going on with that couple? <laughs> uh, like people are dying in this house. Yeah, yeah, and people are playing. And and they've got a couple, and she's riding him uh, piggyback style, right? And they're like joking around and walking through the house, and and they're not armed with a gun. No, they've got axe axe and like a machete, maybe. And these are like crazy. I mean, were these? These are the villains. Yeah, these are the villains wearing the Botox Max faces. So they're just crazy, huh? So they're they're Draco and the rest of the Slytherin. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they're they're, all all the deaths. All the deaths were just. it, It didn't matter. Everybody that died in that movie, it was like, so fucking what? You right. Know? Right. Nobody had a face. No, nobody had a face. Nobody had a face except for Draco Malfoy. Yeah, but even then it was like... His death was just like a throwaway. Right. Just, you build this character up and then you're just like, oh, fuck you. Right. You're dead. So anyway, yeah, we get to the point he dies and then now we are... We, we, he, he is killed by who? By the daughter. By the daughter who's being an idiot the entire movie. I thought he was killed by the neighbors. No, no, the daughter shot him in the like he was turned around. I think she kind of shot him in the back. Okay. It went yeah. yeah. But we find out the neighbors from the beginning of the movie they are also kind of uh, involved in this. Well, they're the masterminds of the whole deal, right? Which I, again, we kind of pieced together at the beginning with the cookie scene, which yeah. is giving her the cookies. Yeah. <laughs> and they said that uh you know uh they like they're talking about the family like uh th- they're not for they're not for them they're for right. us 
Well, like you said, he sold them all the security systems right. in the neighborhood, and they're resentful because he's got all this money. He's the yeah. number one seller in the company. He's got all this money and nice things, and they're like, well, you took that from us. You owe right. us, and so we're just going to kill you and now, your family. Yeah. And we set this whole thing right. up to do that. And he was he he got stabbed in the in the abdomen by uh, Draco Malfoy, so he bled right. out and he's dead. So now it's just the family, the mother, the daughter, and the son that are left, and and they're gonna right now they're they're pretty much they're gonna they're talking they're talking about how they're gonna kill him, right? And so they tie him up, and you know the mother's pleading for the life of her children, and uh, you know don't kill us, don't do this, and they're talking about you know you know don't kill us and blah 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 blah. Right, which got my heart racing. I mean, that she was great, you know. The yeah, mother. but in the back of your mind, you're thinking, "Hey, where's uh, Bloody Stranger?" Yeah, you yeah, knew, yeah, you oh, knew yeah. that was going to yeah. happen. And it, it seemed like every time in this movie, like when somebody was holding up a knife or something at a, at a main shot. character, you're just uh-huh. waiting for like somebody to show up and shoot him in the back From behind, the whole sort time. Of interjection to take yep. place. Yeah, yeah, huh? Yep. Total giveaway. The whole movie was like that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's kind of. You guys want to jump just forward to the end here? Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically, it's like what happens is, yeah, Bloody Stranger comes in to save the day, right? And so the mother is basically, you know, he he comes in, saves him, uh, and the mother is given the choice to kill the people, her neighbors, that were the ones behind wanting to kill her and her family, or not. So now we've got a flashback. Pretty much, they show her looking at her dead husband and uh, thinking about you know how he had uh, changed uh, <laughs> and, and how he was so willing to kill the bloody stranger, right. and she didn't want to be that kind of a human being, right? And so you know she was like thinking you know humanely and like no more no more killing tonight. I want there to be peace until the end of the purge. Right. And so the people that tried to kill her and her children, she let them live. What? Bullshit. That's the part I don't get. That's the part where I think Hollywood stepped into this movie and said, well, we can't have a woman that's just hell bent on revenge. We have to show, we have to show humanity. So they spend a year working on this elaborate plan to kill these people. Wait until next year. They'll try to kill you next year. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I guess we'll move. They've got to move. There's no way I would say (laughs) that. So basically the sequel is going to be these people trying to like track them down and kill them. Good point. They could do a sequel. They could do a sequel, but this movie do, did this movie do well? I don't know. I haven't even looked. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but, Chad, if you could look at that for us, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I'm checking it out. Uh, as far as a sequel is concerned, what I would like to see if they did do a sequel, which I don't hope that they do, but depending on how it performs, they may or may not, and it might be a straight to Blu-ray release. But I would like to see it from the other uh, spectrum. I, I would like to see it from the outside, not from the inside of a home. Right. I'd like to see what's happening on the outside. Right. You know, they, people they that don't answer those questions. And right. You know, people that don't have a safe haven like Ethan Hawke and his family. I'd like to see how they are surviving during this whole purge. Yeah, they kind of hint how the whole thing isn't really trying to stop all the violence, but it's really trying to eliminate the lower class. It'd be interesting to see the factions of the lower class. And what, yeah, but right. Then, then they mixed in like the high class against the high class. There was there was no yeah. point to this movie. There was, right. no, there was no point. They, it, it was trying to deliver this big moral message, and it wasn't there. I was the just end. ready they, for uh, Mark Wahlberg to like start banging on the door and let me in the fucking house. <laughs> he like starts beating on his chest. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 
41 percent uh yeah, for the this is what it looks like and then the uh it says on uh a site i'm on right now it says 36.4 million dollar opening which was huh. doubled the estimates of uh hmm. of hollywood so it's i guess success actually i guess i guess in that case that probably means they're probably gonna do nothing. yeah the rating on imdb is actually a 5.9 out of 10 i you get got, you keep talking guys i'll be right back uh, I, is it the number one movie did it beat this is the end um <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, whatever the number one movie of the week. What was the number one movie? Was it Purge? Uh, I'm looking it up right now. But the uh, there were a lot of people in my team. Did uh, did it? Uh, was there? Was they were they trying to like make it like a thinking movie though? I mean, or was it just straight it's, it's thriller like they, suspense? They always almost were trying to make it. It, it was like a lecture movie. with no point. Yeah, the, it, was, it was a big lecture, and there was no point to it. Total. I got you. Totally I mean, I mean did you guys ever see The Last Supper, for instance? No. Have you ever I seen that? Like did. in 95, it's like these people like invite people over and then they, they kill that person right. for dinner. It's, uh, it's just, but it's, it's not like a, you know, it's just a thinking movie. It was, it was just interesting. What so, movie was yeah. that? Uh, the Last, Last Supper. Supper. I haven't it, seen it. Yeah, it's actually, I mean, it's not, you know, super amazing. Are, has, are we taking a break? Are we on a recording break? Oh, we're recording right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so it looks like... For this week, the purge, uh, the purge did uh, take the week. Wow! Okay. Wow! So hey, it's the number one it, movie. This is the end. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is the end. Comes out on the twelfth. Oh. And then uh, the. Uh, so yeah, the, I mean, really, the internship, I guess, was. Uh, did that come out this week? The internship yeah. did come out. Yes. And then uh, much to do about nothing. Uh, Josh Whedon. I, I don't even know what that is. That was. Uh, it was at one hundred eighty-three thousand. Okay. So that tells you where. Wow. That, was at. that must have been a limited release. It must yeah, have been. it was. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the purge doubled up pretty much everything. Uh, Guys, th- I mean, okay, the last week we did After Earth. Mm-hmm. This week we did the purge, but next week. Man we got Man of Steel, man. Oh we got Man of Steel. Are you going to be here, Chad? Uh, yeah, I'll still be here. Thank yeah. God. Be here yeah. for that one. Yeah. So, Chad, you, dude, okay, listen. You're going to Maryland, Yeah, but you're always going to be in our hearts, oh, buddy. Oh, thank you. I mean it, dude. Yeah. I mean it. Yeah, you're a sure. huge part of this show, and, I appreciate and uh, it. We, we always want to have you on. We wish you the best of luck. Definitely, if you're a listener of the show, please support Chad Michaels. If you've listened to him and you've enjoyed him, which we have, we've yes. loved having him here, please just visit the chadmichaelsproject.com. Appreciate it. Please yep, check it out. Please click like on your Facebook page. Go to go to Chad Michaels. How do they get you on Facebook? Yeah, it's the same. The Chad Michaels Project. So you just search uh, on uh, Facebook. Just search Chad Michaels Project. I believe on it Twitter, up. it's also at Chad Michaels Project. It's uh, at Chad M Project. So okay, gotcha. Yep. And yep. if there's anything else that you want to talk to Chad Michaels about, you can contact the show. I, I'm going to go over how to contact us at the end of the show. And if if there's if you want to get into contact with Chad Michaels about anything, please contact us at the show. Yeah, uh, it, it's he really he goes out of his way to come here because he likes to he loves to be on the show and we love having him on the show. Right. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun and uh, you know I mean ter- if, if people I love writing so I mean if there's people that need some uh, some assistance and like some collaborative stuff definitely hit me up on uh, on Facebook or Twitter or wherever. Absolutely, because I'm, I'm all about that stuff. So. I'm sure there's other writers out there yeah check yeah. it check it check him out and, and 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 if you have any questions at all please contact me contact him on facebook go to his page but man it's dude it's always a pleasure when you come out here every week oh yeah chad Appreciate i like it. you so much more than dan <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking fucking comic book geeks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I don't know. Are you guys ready to wrap up the show? Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. I've had a great week this week. Next week, we're going to come back. We're going to do our Man of Steel episode. So excited. Uh, But I did want to end the show on how you can contact us. Uh, Until next week, we are The Leftovers. I'm Brian Frederick. Jason Piper. Hey, I'm Jake Allen. Hey, everybody, have a safe night. Have a safe night. We're The Leftovers. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that. It's Dan. Dan is homeless. <laughs> all right, guys. See you next week. We love all of you. Bye. See you. Peace out. Yeah. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste it. We love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace it, Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good have already been done. So we should separate the wheat from the shaft And we're the shaft of crap, even though we're the shit Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Good it, toss it, good it, taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it Let's embrace the Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carryover, counterculture, pushover Pop culture, leftovers And we're the uncool kids What's to say's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers We love it, hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carryover, counterculture, pushovers, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers. Oh, I hate my job. Oh, it's not easy being a demon. God, Satan's a dick. Yeah, hey, Azrael, can you go possess this asshole? If it's not possessing an asshole, it's haunting someone, or, I don't know, fucking taking care of his dry cleaning. It's bullshit. God. It's like I, well, I, fuck my life. Oh shit, he's calling. What the fuck do you want now? Y- yes, Satan.
Yes, dry cleaning should be done. Yes, I'm, I'm picking it up now. Yes, I possessed Mr. Foster this morning. Yes. Yes. Yes, Mr. Jenkins is tonight. He'll, he'll be dead. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Goodbye. What a fucking dick. Fuck him. Fuck him. He is such a fucking asshole. Got my dry cleaning done? I'll get your fucking dry cleaning done when I get around to it, you son of a bitch. I never have any time for myself. Ever. I want to just hang out. Sometimes I just want to hang out with Kathy and my cats. Whatever. Ugh, fuck my life. I'm gonna pop some tags, only got $20 in my pocket I, I, I'm hunting, looking for a come up, this is fucking awesome Alright, uh, I just wanted to say that we did miss Dan uh, Hill on this episode You're a big part of the show, buddy Alright, we'll see you next week